0: Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I wanna give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles on this podcast I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this in wishing you wellness we talk inner child healing mindset shifts radical self-love the art of intentional living and so much more think of me as your mental wellness bestie if you're ready to step into your power and change your life just hit play Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Wishing Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Allison Toth, and it is so good to have you guys back here once again. A few quick announcements, nothing major. Um, Camp Heart 2023 sold out pretty quick. Colorado did, and then Florida kind of followed suit. And so because of that, we are going to kind of up the ante in 2024 for Camp Heart. And they're going to be hopefully at least three dates for retreats in three different states. So if you want to get in on that and you want to be on the wait list, head to my website. It's in the show notes and you can be on the wait list. And it's just a little interest form asking you some questions about where you'd like to go, what kinds of things you hope to get out of an inner child healing retreat and all that good stuff. So go check that out. Also make sure that you are subscribed and following so you don't miss a new episode and yeah I think that's really all that I have for you guys um I'm recording late at night again this is the second time this this has happened and I find that I'm in such a different mood from daytime Allison like daytime Allison is very like chirpy and nighttime Allison's kind of saucy I'm like let's get into this shit let's see what comes through let's get saucy and so I have the most amazing and perfect person to have for a saucy chat with me here today. Her name is Amber. I have been tagging her on the Instagram and apparently a lot of you guys already know her. And so Amber, I would love for you to just come take up some space, introduce yourself to my audience, tell them who you are, where you are, what the hell sets your soul on fire and just anything you want to share.
1: Hello. Oh my gosh, it's so fun to be here from the other side of the world too. I love I love uh you setting up that nighttime energy because I'm such a I'm such a night owl, but I feel like if I just tap into your nighttime, then I'm like a night owl right now. Anyway, oh, I love you. Just- I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here I've been we've been waiting for this for so long so it's so exciting that it's finally happening yes yes I love it I love your energy I love everything you talk about so I'm very glad to be here today I feel like we're gonna have a lot of fun
0: yes yes we are so where in the world are you Amber give my audience like a little intro
1: yeah, well, okay, guys, you can hear my accent. Where do you think I am? I'm in Australia. I'm in Melbourne, Australia. So, although today we thought Alison <laughs> thought I was in Perth. And so we did have a slight mishap, but it gave me two more hours to to live laugh and love. I painted my nails. I'm feeling really good. I'm like, I'm grateful. Oh my
0: God, what do, what do your nails look like? I did the same thing today. I have these little colorful pastel tips. Oh my gosh, you
1: have pastel, colorful nails. You guys are really matching. I also did my toenails, but anyway, that's a whole other thing.
0: We literally have <laughs> matching nails on right now, you guys. And so if you're wondering how aligned this conversation is about to be and how similar Amber and I are, well, there's your answer. We both have sparkly, pretty rainbow nails. Oh, and yeah, oh. so. Amber, I would love for you to share with my listeners a little bit about what you do, because I think you live the most interesting and fascinating life. And people are always saying that to me. And so I feel like if I'm saying that, that's some high regard. Like you live a very cool and colorful and vibrant life. So I'd love for you to share with my listeners, like, what do you do? What is it that you're doing?
1: Yes what do I do? Half the time, I can't even remember all of it. Like, I feel like I need to have like it all tattooed along my arm. Like these are all the things I do. Um, but okay, let's have some fun. Let's see what she can, what she can come up with. So, I mean, first and foremost, like I'm a performer, I'm an artist. I studied musical theater. So I studied a bachelor of musical theater and a diploma. And so that was a big part of my training as an artist. You know, but that obviously has acting, you know, singing, dancing, all of those things inside of it. Um, But you know, as a performer as well, I also I do cabaret performance, I do improvisation, so I'm part of an improv comedy group here in Melbourne, Um, and I do burlesque. I write my own music. I was in a rock band, like growing up for about five years. And then like literally this past week, I uh, finally released my debut single. So that's really exciting. So it's kind of been, it's, it's been a big journey in terms of, you know, as a performing artist, um, but also I'm a creative coach. And so I coach other creative people, which really feels a whole other facet in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely is, is very, very satisfying. Um, and yeah. And then what else is the other thing? There's always, there's always another thing. A little piece. What is it? I can't even remember. I always like, I sit down and I'm oh no, And then I'm a content creator. (laughs) I almost said that. I almost said you
0: do create bomb ass content. Are we going to call you a content creator? All right. So you've got a lot of titles. Content creator is absolutely definitely one of them. And I want to trace back real quick to the creative coaching because I actually have a ton of coaches come on this podcast. Like coaches are some of my favorite people. I am a coach. So I'm in a community, a big sphere with lots of coaches. And so naturally they end up on the show. And one question that I really like to ask any coach or mentor is what made you choose your specific niche of coaching? Because, you know, you have grief coaches, you have relationship coaches, you have codependency coaches, you have creative coaches. And usually there's some kind of emotional connection or attachment to what you're coaching. So what is that for you?
1: Yeah. So it was so, it was so obvious to me when I started, um, when I started life coaching, when I started studying life coaching, um, you know, for me, it was, it was really feeling this other part of, of my artistry in a way, because, you know, when you think about all of the content that I create, I create inspirational content. I'm trying to, you know, help people live their freaking most amazing wild lives. And, and I knew I needed, I needed more, you know, information, more depth to that. And so that's why I jumped into the coaching in the first place. But then very quickly, I started to notice that oh my God, like if all of my, if all of my friends who were artists, who are creatives, who are performers, who, you know, are actors, writers, like musicians, like all these people, if they were inside of like these classes I'm in, like, wow, their lives would be so different. Like this struggle, like being an artist, it's such a, it's such a, it's a very challenging uh, profession to put yourself into because there's no guarantees. It's very unstable. You never know what's going to come next. It really puts, you know, your sense of self on the line all the time because, you know, you're auditioning for people, you're putting your work out there, you know, you're always putting yourself up for criticism. Um, you know, and you're having to try to like make your own path, which is like the most insanely difficult thing. Like, especially for so many of us that, you know, you know, I went to drama school and so, you know, I was told, okay, we're going to do this show and you're going to be in this production and and this is all going to work out. And, you know, next week you'll be doing this and you always know what you're doing. And then suddenly you're out in the world and most of us are, you scattered people we have lots of things we love to do and so it can get so overwhelming to even know how to even prioritize what it is that you love for yourself and Mm. you're you're not making money out of it so then you find yourself in these other jobs that you know aren't fulfilling you and then you you feel like a sense of am I even the artist I want to be or should I just go get a real job and so
0: (laughs) for me I was like
1: oh my god this is what all these artists need this is what all these creative people need and not only that the people who lost their creativity and want to get it back so yeah that's that's why I I knew it was what I needed to do
0: yeah I have to say yeah I've been following you since before you launched your coaching and when you did launch your coaching and I saw the graphic I was like that makes so much sense like that makes so much sense because you were such a creative and a visionary and I just see you yeah. like leading a whole nother generation of visionaries, just didn't and like your content is very authentic, I feel, and it's very true to you. And you can tell that you're not interested in trends or any of that shit. Like you were there to show up as your most authentic self and shine that on others. And that encourages and inspires other people to do the same. Like you actually inspired one of my recent little content creation rabbit holes. Um, I've been doing well, technically you and Shonda Rhimes inspired me. Like if you two had a baby together, it would be this idea. But basically <laughs> I've been doing this thing called year of yes. It's based off this book that Shonda Rhimes wrote about saying yes to every opportunity and experience. Yes. For a whole year. And so I've been doing that and I've been recording little vlogs about it. And I'm like, okay, my friend invited me to Taylor Swift and I had just enough money for the ticket and I went, and then I was invited to this coffee shop and I said, yes. And I had pride, but I worked early in the morning and I said, yes. And just like going out and like doing things. And that was totally inspired from seeing you do your like random challenges where you're like, go cut your hair, go tell someone you love them, go roller skating. Like that just inspires me so much to like live my vibrant, fucking colorful, beautiful life. So I just want to say thank you for that. First of all.
1: Oh, I, I'm. I feel so, you know, I think this is the thing is I've been so inspired by other people too. And so it's such a pleasure to just pass that on and pass on that joy and that love and hearing you do that just inspires me right back. And, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that I can, I can pass that energy on.
0: Yeah. You have, you have a way in your content. So I'm curious, and I'm sure some of my listeners are curious too. How do you find inspiration? Or is it one of those things where you truly just go out and you're like, we're going to record whatever the hell happens. We're going to keep the bloopers kind of thing.
1: Yeah, babe, that's it. <laughs> that's the second one. Uh, we're going to choose the second one. I, um, I'm i a very, I'm a very impulse-based artist. Um, you know, as I said before, I, I do improvisation, which really, it's like the epitome of that. It's all about what, what do you come up with in the moment? And for me, that is, always where the gold is I could sit there for hours and hours and write all these ideas and I and I do like sometimes you know I'll have these spurts of creativity where I'm like in my pajamas it's not the right time although sometimes it is the right time but there'll be these times where I write things down I'm like okay I've got all these ideas but the thing is right it's like I read that and I go okay that's amazing but like the only way I'm actually going to be able to say that in a way that's inspiring is if I just like if I just put the camera on and just let myself run absolutely free run wild, just play, because then that's where the nuance is. And that is always where my best videos are. Like the videos that go viral, like the videos that really shoot off are always the ones where like in that moment, I was like on this like bliss high of like really just performing. Cause that's what it is. is like, it's like, I'm performing. And that's, that's what, that's what really ties me to loving content creation so much is it's a way that I can perform at any moment. Yeah. Any- I don't need to be awesome show. I don't need to be, you know, like I, it's not up to anyone else. It's all up to me. And so that's, that's how I come to my content and create all the wild <laughs> ridiculous little gems. Yes. And it's so amazing.
0: It's- you take like this blank canvas, which is like the Instagram post or a reel, you take something that starts off as blank and then you add your color to it with like, Not even just like the branding, but just like how you show up is very, very vibrant. And so we talked a bit just very very shortly earlier about people losing their creativity and kind of straying away from their creative streak. And so I'm curious if you have any advice for someone who feels like they used to really be in touch with their creative side, whether it's through writing, making music, performing, but time has just kind of pulled them away from it. Maybe they're working a corporate job. Maybe they have bills piled up or whatever it may be, how, what kind of inspiration or light could you shine on
1: that? Mm, I I always say we, we, what happens with this thing with like, when we get away from our creativity is we start to build a big, like we make it seem bigger and bigger and more and more daunting. And so the more we look at it, the more we go, oh my gosh, I'm not being the creative person. You know, let's say it's, it's painting or whatever. Oh God, I haven't painted in so long. Now I feel guilty. Now I feel disappointed in myself. We start to associate all these painful feelings with that thing. And so that makes us not want to do the thing because all we associate with that, that art, if it's painting, like is bad feelings. And so it makes it more and more daunting. And so I think the thing is, is it's just stripping it back, stripping it back to the most simple, easy version, whether that's literally just like, having a little piece of paper that's on your desk where you just like, you know, add a little couple little streaks to it, you know, every day. And it's just sitting there waiting for you. It's nice and easy. It's, it's just there. And you can just add a little bit. It doesn't need to be daunting. And it's building that relationship again, because you've got to look at it like a relationship, right? Like if we haven't been in it for a long time, like it's going to be, it's going to be more and more, you know, intimidating if we haven't talked for so long. It's like, we need to come back. We need to start a dialogue again and just start simple, just start small, you know, because that makes it way less intimidating. It adds the fun back in. And it's really just you know, remembering why you're doing it in the first place, just mm-hmm. like a little kid, you know, it's just to have fun, you and know, do you think yeah.
0: That do think in content creation, you can kind of give your inner child a space to express themselves. Because I've definitely felt like when I'm making content, teenage Allie is inside of me like, hell yes, this is so fun. This is so like off the wall rando, but that's totally fine yeah, because yeah. I can make whatever fucking content I want to make. So do you feel like <laughs> little Amber is ever like, yeah, I love this for us.
1: Oh babe absolutely that's it that's what's going on when i'm when i'm doing it you know it's it's i grew up as a kid who i think like a lot of us um you know who who do these things and make content who you know was always with my little iPod nano filming myself like creating videos like i'd make these little short films with my friends and and it was It was like a massive revelation when I decided to jump into content creation was the fact that it had always been a part of me and it it had always been something I loved so much. And I'd actually stepped away from, Mm -hmm. you know, as we're talking about, and I had these big feelings of like regret and shame in myself that. I'm not making videos, like I'm not creating. And then I was like, oh my God, I actually just need to just chuck it on and just have a bit of fun. And and that's how I got back into it again. You know, that exact example, I just started small, I just started playing and I realized how fun it was again. I was like, oh, I just do this because it's fun. Like I don't do this because I have to do it. I do it because I love to do it. And I like, truly totally really- believe that. Yeah,
0: if you're at ease and if you're feeling good and relaxed, you're going to create at such a higher level and magnitude, you're going to create so much better because you're not creating out of like the need to hit a quota or the need to look a certain way you're creating out of joy and like bliss. And I think that that's amazing that you use the word bliss because that's like one of the key words I associate with my inner child healing retreats, like bliss. We go through this life, especially here in America and it's work, 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 grind, climb, hustle. And I am so into the idea of creating spaces where that mentality is checked at the door. And where I literally at camp, we'll see if my travelers let me get away with this. But at camp, I want to have a little phone bucket. And anytime we're hanging out as a group, we'll just drop our phones in the bucket and forget they exist and just like literally be present with each other. Because I feel like it's been, I had that tradition in college, a phone bucket at my house and everyone teased me, but I feel like it's been years since I've just like been able to have a whole weekend or a whole, however long without everybody being kind of like, tuned out, tuned
1: down. Mm-hmm. It's massive. It's it's actually funny. It makes me think back to um, like a couple of weeks ago when I, when I did my single launch, we, we had an after party here and, you know, it's like the best feeling ever. I mean, I, I love hosting a party because it's exactly that. It's all about connection. You know, my parties, my parties aren't just like, oh, we, we, we you know, we dance and then we go home. It's like, no, we're going to have the biggest, deepest conversations of our lives. And, you know, I was in those conversations and that really came up for me. I was like, oh, my God, I need a phone cleanse. Like, I need to get away from this thing and just reset. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm going away um, on Monday with my friend just for a, a, you know, a day, but we're just going to go out on a, on a trail and go for a hike. And I think that's so important. It's about, you know, creating that balance, especially when I think, you know, for us who are the content creators, like, We have such an intense relationship with our phones because it's really, it's our work and and it's, it's great, but there's always a point where it's like, well, hang on a second. We're going to make this a healthy relationship. Like I'm, it it can definitely reach a point where it's a bit too much. Yeah, Yeah.
0: That balance is so important and it's so key. I had a social media manager come on the podcast a few episodes ago and she was talking about like the balance and how, when you spend, you know, four hours a day on your phone for work. It can be hard, but you got to kind of limit yourself for that, like non-work time so that your eyes aren't just staring at a UV screen all day, but they're in the sunshine. And I think that one of the best tips I have for anybody out there who's a creative and just like wants to get more into the creative space, nature, okay, is literally your magic pill when it comes to creativity. Anytime I've had a mental block, whether that be in writing whether that be in my podcast, whatever it is, if I go outside and walk around the block, seriously, like five minutes, 10 minutes, I will come back inside with clarity, not
1: perfect clarity, but with an
0: idea, with a start.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. Like so often, even last night, like I was here, I work pretty late. Like that's, as I said, I'm a night owl. And so that's where I'm like buzzing with energy. But um, even last night, it was, like, what was it, like, 9 or 9.30. I was, like, I need to go for a walk. And so, like, I live in this really, really cool area in Melbourne. Um, and I was just, like, I'm just going to wander through the streets. It's, like, so interesting. There's such, like, a cool hustle and bustle. And, like, it's even just, like, changing your scenery, like, in whatever way you can, you know, even if you aren't, you know, even if you're not, like, n- you know, near some big park or something, even just getting out and, like, looking at the sky, you know, like it's just, it, and even when you can't get out, it's like, I just will like gaze out the window and actually give myself time to just witness like this beautiful piece of art that is the sky. I mean, that's that's how simple it can be, you know?
0: And dude, I'm such a sunset person. And there was like yeah. a full year of my life where I was so caught up in work that I didn't even like, I would get off work right during sunset, but I would just be like, eyes on the prize going home. And I came out of that this year. And I like, now I stop at every sunset. and I'm like, Wow. Holy shit, this is so magical. How did I miss 365 of these? Because I was so caught up in like climbing this corporate ladder that I then jumped off the top of. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, it's insane, isn't it? It's so insane how like the best gifts are like so many of them are literally free. Yet we like spend our whole lives being like, oh my God, when am I going to get like a break? It's like, babe, you can literally give yourself that at any moment. And I think that's that whole thing of like, it doesn't need to be those extremes. Like it doesn't need to be like either I'm on some massive holiday or I'm like working my butt off and everything's so painful. It's like, whoa, hang on a second. Like it's so much more nuanced than that. Like, you can have like a blissful feeling, like you're on a holiday, like at literally any moment, and then continue. Like you know, it's so important, like to to give yourself that balance, even just in the the minute little details of yeah, your life.
0: The gray space, the in between space. I preach to I preach a lot about that to my clients when it comes to like dating yourself and self love steps. Like you don't have to be taking yourself to a five course dinner. You can do that, and that's awesome. But that's not the only way that you can practice dating yourself. You can also buy yourself a $2 ice cream cone and go for a nice walk or lay down a blanket and take a nap in the park or go read in the sunshine or give yourself a massage or a little pedicure. Like there are so many ways to take care of yourself, date yourself, spoil yourself, love yourself. And yeah, we're not limited in that. It's just super expansive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so what are some of your favorite ways to take care of yourself, to date yourself, to show love
1: to yourself? Oh, um, well, yes, as we were saying, I literally just sat down and like, you know, gave myself a little manicure mani-pedi and I was like, that's so nice. And like, it actually was super interesting. Okay. I did this really interesting thing just then. I was like, I, my housemate's been away for the past few days. is on a camping trip. So I love that for Darren, <laughs> my housemate. Go camp. Um, but anyway, I've been here by myself and I'm like, oh my gosh whoa, hang on a second, this is so interesting, but I'm loving it, like I'm really loving this time with myself, it is forcing me to get past that threshold of, you know, I'm a massive extrovert, but um it's been really nice, and so today I actually sat here, and I put the camera on, and I just, well, not for anyone, not for anyone, this is like, this is just for me, But I was like, I just kind of feel like I can do like a little bit of like a diary entry. You know, it's like being in the movie, being like, dear diary. But I got that little moment with myself. I painted my nails. I just like talked through what's been going on in my life and like, you know, what I feel like I need right now. And that was a massive thing that came up. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's just like all these little moments remembering that I can give myself that. I can give myself that intimacy, that connection that is such a big value in my life. Like I can give that to myself. I don't need other people to feel that. Yes. Other people are a great part of that. And I want that, but connection can also be, you know, looking at the stars, feeling connected to the universe, like feeling connected, like in many different ways. But, um, that was not even the answer to the question, but those are my favorite.
0: uh, I live for those,
1: (laughs) but I I guess those are the other little things. It's like, ways I take care of myself is yeah, like going and sitting out and looking at the stars and you know, just doing nice things like going out for a little stroll, as I said before. And yeah, it's just it's just the little things in life.
0: Yeah. It really truly is. And when you live your life for the big things, it's just such a dead end. And I did that for quite a long time from ages like 18 to 23. I was constantly moving, like packing up my shit, throwing it in my car and moving to different cities. And I was like, I was in college, I finished college. But then right after that, I traded cities like three or four times. And I was like, why am I unhappy? Why am I unhappy? And then finally, like somebody said this to me and it stuck with me for life. She was like, if you're unhappy, you're going to be unhappy anywhere. It's not the location. That's the problem. It's your mindset. And I was like, whoa. And so I actually moved back to my hometown area. And I've been taking some time this last year to just really pour into my healing, my growth, my dating Mm -hmm. myself journey, all of that stuff. And now I feel like I have such a better mindset. Like I still want to move and be near the sea, but now it's not like a, if I don't move, then I'm not worthy. Now it's, if I don't move, that's okay. There's always more time. And if I do move freaking great, awesome. But there's no longer this pressure on me that I have to be the girl who moved to the ocean right away because I don't know why I had an obsession with that character, that girl who just packed her shit and moved to the ocean. I identified so heavily and felt like I had to make that happen that exact way. But sometimes we take detours in life and they can lead us to some of the most beautiful destinations.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's something I've been really embracing recently, that idea of like, you know, there can be these things that you think you want, but sometimes the journey of life actually has better things in store for you. And it's something I really learned reading the book, uh, The Surrender Experiment. Have you read that book? I haven't, but I'm about to write it down because... Oh, you need to read this book. I am so obsessed with it. The Surrender Experiment, it's incredible. It's by Michael A. Singer. um, And he also wrote the book, The Untethered Soul. These two books I read at the start of this year. That's another thing I love to do is like pop on an audio book. Oh my God. Like me giving myself time to listen to people say amazing stories. Like, Oh, love that. And so, yeah, I, this, this book, it, it literally has changed my life. I, um I don't know that both of them have really changed my life and, and in ways as well, like a lot of the things I already knew, but it was hearing someone else say these stories and the Surrender Experiment, like, I guess, like, a long story short of it, it talks all about how, um, you know, the story of, of Michael A. Singer, he just lets go and surrenders to life and lets life take him on a journey, just like how you were saying with that yes, you know, saying yes to things, like he said yes to what life had to offer and sometimes that meant doing things that maybe he thought he didn't want but actually that led to other opportunities other amazing things you know the things he thought he did want actually hang on a second like the universe is going to get you there in a whole different way like you don't know you don't know how it's going to happen but you know yeah you just got to trust trust the universe and something i really like heavily just dropped into especially this past year since reading it really just trusting life trusting that I don't need to worry about all of that nuance I don't need to worry about like oh my god how am I gonna do all this stuff now I'm freaking out it's like that worrying does not help it happen like it's actually that trust that helps all the opportunities happen because they're already there the opportunities are already there but but you only see them if you're in that space of openness which means that you're not You're not being anxious. You're actually just being free. You're letting go and you're able to see everything that's already there. And it it couldn't be more true. Like everything that's happened this year has been such like a by chance moment, like every little bit of the way. And the whole time I've just been able to sit back and laugh because I'm just like, oh my God, of course this is happening. Like, of course this is happening next. Like there's such a joy in just enjoying what life has in store for you.
0: And feeling yeah. the full range of spec, the full spectrum and range of emotions. Like I'm a very big, all vibes are welcome girl. I don't fuck with good vibes only because like we are right. human beings and we are fucking six dimensional. <laughs> we are just like, yeah, oh, it's- we're so expansive and we are so much more. Than that. Also, I want to get to this real quick a little thing that I love sharing. So, when I talk about surrender with my clients, I love to say, like, it's like the universe has this toy for you and it's like this shiny new toy. And like, you want it so bad. You've been wanting this toy, but you're holding on to like your old ass raggedy toy. And the universe is like, okay, give me that one. And then you can have this nice one. You're like, no, absolutely not. We're not doing that. And you're resisting and you're resisting. But if you just hand over, that old toy that you barely even like anymore, you would have this new shiny, sparkly toy. And so that's why surrender isn't a silly little analogy. It's like releasing what isn't for you because guys, it's kind of a taboo opinion here. We know when something is not good for us. We know in our bodies in our nervous systems, like you can physically feel when you are not at ease with somebody. And sometimes that is us like an us thing, like a trauma response, but sometimes it just means that like, this is not in energetic alignment this doesn't feel good so being able to let go when that happens saves room for the good things and the right things and the things that soothe your nervous system to come along
1: exactly and that's the thing right is then you get into the future and you look back and it always makes sense you're always like oh i get it now like i just needed to let go of that thing and why did i make it so painful for myself at the time like why did i put myself through so much agony like yeah, like it can be hard and it's not about not like feeling it because you've got to feel it to let go, right? Like, you have that's the whole point. But it's not about holding on to that pain, like, and holding it to, oh, it's awful. I don't want it up. Oh, everything sucks. It's not what I wanted. It's yes. like, oh, okay, hang on. Whoa, this is not what I was expecting. But okay, I, I feel a little feelings, but okay, cool. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah.
0: I think when we can, We can like stop creating our own suffering and stop like, because I feel like we do, we create suffering, like pain is inevitable and there's going to be pain and heartbreak and loss in life, but suffering and like that agonizing, like, whoa, I'm going through it. Just like you described, that's kind of our choice. And there are going to be things, right. That are truly devastating. And you need to feel those deep and heavy emotions, 10,000%. But on yeah. those little things, you know, we're talking about, like you're stuck in traffic, someone cuts you off in the supermarket, somebody bumps into yeah. you, just stop and take one breath. That has been my go-to lately because I, I can be an irritable person being neurodivergent. If I've overstimulated at all, I'm like, ah, just feeling like lots of things. And so I've gotten into the habit of if someone says something or does something that irritates me, I just stop. <sighs> And there has been a significant decrease in how much, how many times I'll even say anything. Most of the time I will let it go completely because I'm realizing like how little stressing or getting upset or getting irritable does. It doesn't actually do shit for you.
1: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's a big revelation to have.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So do you have any advice? for somebody who struggles with surrender, that would be a good kind of starting spot. Just someone who really does cling to comfort and familiarities. somebody who wants to learn how to better step into the unknown and release.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that like, yeah, it's interesting when we talk about like comfort, because I think, you know, for a long time, we, we think we know what like we think we know what is comfortable for us. We think we know what, what we need and stuff. But I think it's about like finding comfort in that other thing, you know, it's finding comfort in like, like you said, the breath it's like, that can also be really lovely and really comfortable. And it's just about building familiarity with it, you know, because the thing is right. We're creatures of habit, you know, yes, sure. You want to, you want to do those things you've done before holding on tight. You just want to do that. Cause you, you always do that because it's a habit, but there was probably a time that you didn't do that at one point. And that was what was normal to you, you know? And so I think it's just showing yourself like, actually, this can be your new comfort zone. This doesn't have to be some, it's not going to be a painful thing forever. Like having to do this new work, like, like with anything, right. You know, we went from, you know, all through school, you know, and, and we learned new things each year and we became, you know, we became different people. You're always growing. And so, you know, just because growing may seem scary, growing may seem intimidating, but you're doing it anyway. And so you may as well, have actually a conscious choice and the kind of person you want to grow into because you're gonna, you're gonna change anyway. So you may as well, may as well have a say.
0: That's so beautiful. That gave me full body chills. I was like, Ooh, let me take that one in. (laughs) Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I love what you said that we get to say, I am somebody who kind of looks back at old me and has trouble giving her grace and giving her love. And it's such a good reminder that like, in order for us to be at peace currently or in the future, we got to be at peace with our past self too. And we have to kind of accept that like they did their best at the time and maybe it wasn't always the best, but they were doing what they could.
1: Exactly. With what they had and what they knew. And that the thing is, right. is we look back at that past self and we say, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for going through all of that because you, You're a part of me, like you're inside of me now, and all those lessons you went through, you learned the things that, the things that were hard, the things that maybe you know you regret doing. It's like, well, no, that was just fantastic because it meant you learned. Like, and clearly you had to go through that moment, like clearly you had to go through that that painful thing and learn that lesson, so that you could be the person now to look back and be like, why did I do that? Like, you know, you only know when you know. And humans, we we don't know anything. You know, it's it's we're just like flailing around you know we're flailing around as I love to say little beans on this planet in the universe we don't know like literally anything I and love to so you, you say that <laughs> yeah That's but a... it's so it's so funny like it, it is and it's taking a step back and just being like oh my god I know like I really don't know anything even right now like you know I think I'm some sort of like genius I know everything about the world but like we don't even know like how the universe started like we don't know anything we and we know anything. so and that acceptance
0: yeah, that's mm-hmm. where your power is because if you try to fight it and try to understand everything and know everything, you're first of all just going to be tired, second of all you're going to be kind of like a know-it-all asshole. So just like accept that we don't yeah. know much and roll with it. And I think that being willing it. to be a lifelong learner is such a good quality and it's a quality that I seek out in my friendships, people who are down to be wrong and learn new ways and accept that their yeah. viewpoints are different and that they see the world differently. Like I think that's such an amazing thing to have in your like circle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they say that
0: the five people you spend the most time around you start to resemble or you guys can start to share characteristics. How true do you think that is? And how do you choose who you surround yourself with?
1: Oh, it that's so it's hundred percent true. Like it is, it is that is that is it. That's the truth. And I I um when I moved to Melbourne, this was a really interesting point in my life because that was obviously a you know, I was moving to the other side of Australia and there were people moving over you know with me my friendship circles a lot of uh, people I study musical theater moved over but there was a very conscious moment for me where I went oh hang on a second now is when I actually get to choose from this point this this you know this adult amber what I want my life to look like who I want to surround myself with and so I was very conscious about like who I chose to live with and I found this amazing, amazing housemate, which was again, a universe chance fate thing. Like the way we met was like so ridiculous. It was through a friend of mine through musical theatre. You know, I went to this show and they were actually performing there. I talked to them after the show. You know, I was looking for like a housemate that didn't study musical theatre. You know, I always had this specific thing in mind. And so did they. And so it was crazy because we ended up being at this, this gig, this one random moment in time, and we both didn't know each other. Like we hardly knew each other and we just... Felt that connection that deep feeling you know we we just felt it and we were like yep we're doing it best decision ever like living together we we've lived in two houses now here in Melbourne and living together we are so good at supporting each other to be our best selves we work really like we work really well together but we also party well together you know we're able to give each other that balance and it's so healthy like you know, I I sit here and we, we have meetings together. Like Darren's helped me do all like so much of the behind the scenes for my music, you know, was there encouraging me to go, we need to do this next. We need to do this. Such a teammate. And so having Darren like around here in my life encourages me to, you know, be on, be on my best self all the time because I go, Darren's doing it. I can do it, you know, and that's, that is the energy you need. And same with, I think about, you know, those five people or whatever, but couldn't be more close to the truth. You know, the guy I'm writing music with right now, Ben, like he, is so hardworking and we, you know, every time I'm around him, like we create so much and, and, you know, he just shows me that like all the things I dream of are possible. You know, I have a music idea. It can be a song. And so every time I see him, I feel inspired. I feel like I can, you know, do all the things I want to do with my life. And so it's so important who you surround yourself with because, if you surround yourself with someone who's like, oh, let's not bother. Let's just, you know, sit here and, and, you know, do nothing today, watch TV. I'm like, there's totally a space for that. But if that's going to be all the time, well, then I'm going to, I know that I'll inevitably fall into that because Mm. they're just giving me permission to be like, we don't need to be our best selves.
0: It's permission. That's exactly what it is. And I found that in my past, I'm single now, but in my past couple of relationships, I noticed that pattern where I had a partner who was more introverted and liked to stay home, like to watch movies. And I found myself choosing that time and time again, even though Allison, who I am, loves to go out dancing. I won't even drink most of the time. I just want to go shake my ass and have the best time ever. I love to dance. I love to talk to strangers. I love to go to random pop-up events. I love to go to cocktail hours. I love to like, yeah, I just love to mingle and be out and about. But I find myself when I'm in a relationship, kind of like toning myself down just a little bit, muting, and I'm working through that right now with my mentor and with my therapist. I'm just like, how can I remain my vibrant self, even if the people yeah. around me are at a low, lower vibration. Well, the answer to that, I think is only having them in your life at a certain capacity. Like you can be people who just like are settling for whatever, and they don't want to work hard and they don't crave anymore, but your close, close friends, the ones that you have a lot of contact with that have a lot of impact on you. Those are the people yes. that you really want to be inspired by and lit up by and supported by. And just like, those, yeah, it's supposed to feel so good.
1: Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly it. And I think that's the thing, right? It's like every different relationship mm-hmm. has a different thing to offer. Like, I believe everyone has something to offer to every other person in this whole world. Like we all have a gift for each other. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes it, it's, it's like the gift is like that whole entire massive experience. And it's like all that time together. But sometimes that gift is, it's just that little moment, you know, maybe that person who, you know, is more introverted and, you know, lives that kind of life has a different lesson for you. And so, And that's so beautiful. And I guess it just depends. It's up to you, right? Like what lessons do you want to learn? What stories do you want to go down? Like there's no right or wrong, you know, like that person will have a whole other story to tell, but it's just about being conscious of, hang on, what story do I want to tell with my life? And, you know, and who, who do I want to be telling that story with? Mm, Yeah.
0: I love the way you think you have a very beautiful way of thinking. You can just tell that you see the world in a super positive light. And the more people we have, like you, the better chance we have as a society. We just need all of these sunshiny people because you guys like, I say this a lot on the podcast, but like newsflash, we're all going to die one day. And so like when we go around taking stuff so seriously and so personally and just like making it into this big thing, we're wasting valuable seconds that could be spent feeling good, feeling good. I took a program with one of my old mentors, Maddie Maple. It's called Feel the Good. And it's all about just like, getting comfortable, feeling good and how we're all kind of addicted to suffering and complaining and, you know, bickering and these things. But those things are icky and don't actually support us. Like, yes, naturally there will be disagreements in life, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to create and love and play and smile and connect
1: Yes, yes, yes. And you are one of those people too. It's so beautiful to be able to sit here and connect with you and just be riding this amazing energy. And it's so cool, like it's so cool when you're with someone else like this because like it amplifies. You know, you come together and there's something that's like greater than each of you by yourselves that's created. That's what I love about mm-hmm. human connection especially with with beautiful souls like yourself.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Would you be down to wrap up with some rapid fire?
1: Oh, okay. I didn't even.
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so if you had to wear one color for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Oh, pink. Obviously, I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, we'll
0: start with an easy one. Um, if you woke up at three in the morning looking for a munchy snack, what snack are you grabbing?
1: Oh my god, I'm grabbing. Oh, what am I grabbing? Uh, make a ring. It's so bad, but it's so good.
0: Whatever. What is
1: it again? Make a ring.
0: Oh, what is that? Do you
1: guys have figurine? Like it's like noodles, like Asian noodles, and it's like the tastiest, like little freaking, it's so like I had to like ban them from my life for a bit, but I've created a healthy relationship with them now. But they're like the go-to uni snack, like noodles, a little meal. But okay. like if I'm really feeling like mm, I want to just love this food, that's not great.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say this sounds like ramen noodles. We have ramen noodles, it's yeah. like the uni yeah. snack.
1: Yeah. Just like that. Yeah.
0: Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Where is one place that you hope to travel in the next couple of years?
1: Oh, everywhere. I've like been nowhere. I've been like nowhere. So everywhere, please. Like the US. That's it.
0: I will literally host you. I will show you the best of the Midwest.
1: <laughs> Babe, I will. I am coming. I, I actually am going to, I think I'm definitely going to come over to the U S but uh, everywhere as well. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect answer.
0: Um, If you had 24 hours uninterrupted, you could be anywhere in the world doing anything. Where would you be and what would you be doing?
1: I would just be, I would be writing music. I would be creating music and I'd be performing it at the end of that day. That's what I'd be doing. I'd just be performing with my best friends, creating with them, writing, like just like making art and then performing that art. That's what I'd be doing.
0: Mm, I love that so much. I love that so much. Let me think of one more. What is a book? Well, we already answered this, but I'll have you answer it uh-huh. again. What is a book that changed the way you see the world?
1: Yeah, The Surrender Experiment. Yeah. And who's that by again? Michael A. Singer. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, Amber, why don't you share how my listeners can connect with you, how they can stream your music, how they can connect you as a coach, all that good stuff? Yes.
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me. The hub is obviously my Instagram, which is at amber skates with a c not a k s-c-a-t-e-s and i in fact do roller skate um (laughs) um and yeah so you can find me there uh you can listen to my music through spotify so you just search up amber skates again my new song kicking in just came out um and it's all about exactly that feeling of when you actually go after your dreams you chase it and that feeling where it's like kicking in where you feel like oh my god I'm doing what I want to do with my life everything falls into place as soon as you found your why so that's what that song's all about it will inspire you I, I do not um, I do I cannot even doubt that for a second um, the end as well has a bit of a fun little, um, surprise. Have you listened to the song yet?
0: No, I'm going to tonight now though. I'm about to put on some like rave vocals. Oh,
1: there you go. So put it on and the end is a special surprise. The ending was all improvised as well, just like my videos. Um, so there's an extra special surprise. Now you want to listen. Um, and if you want to work with me as a creative coach, you can just hit me up through my Instagram. I've got a form there, but also just reach out to me, say I'm in um, and I'm here for you. You can be anyone. You can be a super duper massive creative or you could be, you know, working a full-time job right now, not creative at all and wanting to engage in your creativity again. I'm here for you. I believe the universe brings people together for a reason. And so hopefully this is that reason.
0: Yes. And you guys, if you're looking for the ultimate cheerleader, I feel like Amber is the hype woman. Like we've been hanging out for like (laughs) 45 minutes or so. And I feel so lit up and energized just being in her presence. and that's what you look for. up all for. night. Yeah. We're going to be up all night now. It's like, it's morning for her. It's like late night for me. It's crazy, but it has been such a vibe. So Amber, thank you so much for coming onto the show, taking the time to be here and share your message. I know my listeners are going to go absolutely crazy for this episode and yeah, I just appreciate you so much. Um, thank you guys also listeners for being here. It means the world. If you love this episode, feel free to share on your story and tag Amber and I Or you can shoot us some DMs and let us know. We love finding out that way. If you really, really love this episode, feel free to leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple. This helps us to grow and reach more hearts and souls just like yours. This has been colorful. This has been eccentric. This has been bright and beautiful. Beautiful. And beautiful. This has been... I love it. Wishing you wellness.